Aggie. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Yeah, yeah. It's a day in the life of Aggie. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Week. This is Michael. You're listening to A Day in the Life of Augie. We are on day nine of the 21-day Bible reading, 21-day jumpstart. And the passages for today are Job 7 and 8 and John 9. Job 7 and 8 and John 9. Look, it's not too late to start. Um, If you haven't jumped in yet, I would just encourage you to start sooner rather than later. This is a new week, the second week of the year. Um, you can just go ahead and jump right in. But, uh, you know, we've been talking about Job. We've been reading about Job. You know, obviously the devil attacked him. And ever since then, he's just been on his little pity party. And uh, and obviously we can't blame him, right? All of us have been there. No one can say that they haven't been down after going through stuff, you know. Um, and we're just trying to see what we can learn from Job, right? Uh, we know that a lot of the things he's saying, he's saying out of ignorance. And um, but there's a couple of verses that we can take from the passages from today. And one verse he was like, you know, he asked an honest question. He was like, what you know, what is man? What is man that you are mindful of him? Like, what is man that you magnify him? What is man that you should exalt him? You know, and this and there's this other scripture that says, what is that's I think David said it in Psalms, what is man that you are mindful of him? You know, and it's just kind of crazy to think, yeah, who are we, to be honest, that God really actually cares about us? You know, the Bible says that he cares about every detail of our life. He says that, our, you know, the numbers of our hairs, he knows the number of the hairs on our head. Like, why does God care that much? I mean, it, it is amazing. Um Obviously, in Genesis, we read that when God created man in in their image, when God created man, he said that when he was done, he said, it is very good. He was we were the only creation, not the animals, not the trees and whatever. But when he created man, he said, this is very good. And he um, and he ended his work for the day. So, you know, there's special something different about man that God loves and uh you know, we are his masterpiece. And so, you know, we may never understand why he just, you know, why he cares about us, you know what I'm saying? But uh, let's just embrace it and um, fulfill all the plans that he has for us. Amen. So anyways, I was in um, Job 7 and Job 8. He said something else. Or I think it was his friend trying to, you know, encourage him or whatever. Just saying more nonsense. But one thing that his friend said it says, though your beginning was small, your end will increase greatly. And I think that's an awesome scripture um, and something just a principle to understand. You know, there's another verse in the Bible that says, despise not the day of small beginnings or do not despise the day of small beginnings. You know, and so that's that's a good thing to uh, hold on to. You know, maybe you're starting something in. You're like kind of upset because it's small and it's not really picking up speed. Maybe you started a business. Maybe you started a podcast. Maybe you started a YouTube channel. Maybe you started a blog. Maybe you started something and you're like upset because no one's reading it. You're getting no views. You're getting no listens. Um, You know, your beginning might be small. Amazon didn't start off having multiple warehouses. 
Facebook did not start off the way they did. They all started in someone's room or someone's garage. But I promise you, the beginning might be small, but the end will greatly increase. And whatever you're starting in your life, don't be discouraged. Do not despise a day of small beginnings. I promise you, if you keep going and you don't give up and quit, it's going to grow. If you're faithful with it, it's going to grow. And so, um, yeah, though your beginning might be small, the end will greatly increase. And that's a, that's a pretty powerful scripture. That's in Job uh, 8, 7. And so um, that's awesome. So anyways, let's move on to John because I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this chapter. John 9 is um, the chapter where Jesus healed a man that was born blind. So this guy didn't get blind after he was born from an accident. This brother was born blind. He has never seen one person in his life. And uh, Jesus, um, you know, this is one of his uh, miracles where he did something crazy. He spit on the ground. He, he made clay and he anointed the clay and put it on his eyes and told the brother to go wash it in the, like a, in a river or whatever. And when he did that, he could see. And anyways, the whole chapter is like the Pharisees and the Jews and all these people just discussing the miracle. Like they came out to him and they asked him, hey, man, you know, how did you get your sight? They were like, is that the guy that was begging on the street? And a lot of them were like, yeah, that's him. And someone was like, no, nah, it's not him. It's someone that looks like him. And then he said, no, I am him. Yes, I was begging on the street. And then they asked him, how did you get healed? And how did you get your sight? And he literally told him the exact thing that happened, a.k.a. his testimony. They said, there was a man that came up to me. He made clay. He put it on my eyes. He told me to go wash it in the street. And when I did it, I came back and I could see. That's all he said. He just shared his testimony. And honestly, that's powerful because they can't deny your testimony. Whether people believe in God and whatever or not, they cannot deny your testimony. And, and, you know, actually, they kept asking him like three times. They asked him once. Then they asked his parents again. How did you get out? How, how did your son get his sight? Then they asked him again. And eventually he was just fed up. He was just like, man, look, I already told y'all what happened. Y'all just don't want to hear what happened. And then he was just like, look, I don't know if he was a sinner or not. I don't know what anything about this brother I'm talking about Jesus. All I know is I once was blind, but now I see. And so obviously we all know that scripture, but it's powerful because, yeah, like no matter what anyone says, you can't they can't deny the fact that he can see he was a beggar on the street and now he can see. And so we can take this uh, from this, like you know, your testimony is powerful. Hold on to your testimony. And that's like the one thing that you have. And so um, that people can't deny. But I want to talk about this real quick and I'm ending right here. You know, I feel like religion, religion and a, just a religious spirit will make you dumber than rocks, bro. Like, I don't understand these people. Because Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath, they were like, this man is not of God. They were like, I don't care if this dude just healed the blind, uh, a guy that was born blind. It's because he's uh, he did it on the Sabbath. If he was really a man of God, he would not have done it on the Sabbath. I don't care. So it's like, dude, they overlooked the fact that 
he healed someone a blind a, someone's blind eye something that has never happened before they overlooked that and just because of their religion they were like oh it's the sabbath if he was really from god he wouldn't have done it you know what i'm saying and so i just think that religion just makes you dumb it makes you irrational you know what i'm saying and so i would encourage you do not be religious get out of your tradition man and let the Holy Spirit open your eyes. Really, it's just spiritual blindness, right? They could not see God. And it's crazy that someone that was born blind and Jesus healed his eyes. When they asked him who Jesus was, he even had enough sense to say he must be at least a prophet. The Pharisees couldn't even say that. They couldn't even see that this man was from God. At least the blind man had some revelation. But religion will block your spiritual eyes, man. So I would encourage you, ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see God. Do not be religious. Do not be in your tradition. It will destroy you and it will make you dumber than rocks. But anyways, I'm done for today. It's Sunday. We're going to church. Hey, man. Have a great week. Don't be discouraged if you're behind. Just pick it up and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. These scriptures are amazing. Y'all have a great week. We'll see y'all tomorrow. It's a day in the life of Aggie.